Hey everyone, welcome to Christian Life Online. We're so excited that you're here with us right now. We have got something that is gonna encourage you, that's gonna build you up, strengthen you today. I cannot wait for you to hear what my wife has to share with you. God has been speaking to her all week. Now, later on in our service, we're gonna ask you to do something. Okay, so I just, I wanna throw that out there. We're gonna prime the pump now. After our message, I'm going to be back with you, and I'm going to I'm going to ask you to to step out and respond to the message and say, "Hey, I'm in." But right now, we're going to go ahead and jump into the message. Get ready to be encouraged. Get ready to hear what God wants to share with you right now. Here we go. Hey, everybody! I'm so excited to be here with you today. I'm excited to share what God has placed on my heart this week. I, my prayer for you is that he speaks to you and encourages you in the same way that he has done for me in my life this past week. It's been an awesome and exciting time preparing for today. Before we get started, I want to go ahead and pray first. God, I thank you for your word, God, that brings truth to our life. I pray that you would encourage us this today and throughout this week, Lord, that you would just continue to speak to our lives in a way that helps us to grow in our relationship with you. God, I thank you for all the things that you have in store for this week for us. In your name we pray. Amen. Well, today, if you are here and you have your Bibles or your iPhones or your smartphones, I want you to go ahead. We're going to start by reading Genesis chapter 15, and we're going to start in verse 1 through 11. So I'm going to go ahead and read that right now. It says, Sometime later, the Lord spoke to Abram in a vision and said to him, Do not be afraid, for I will protect you, and your reward will be great. But Abram replied, O sovereign Lord, what good are all your blessings when I don't even have a son, since you've given me no children? Eliza of Damascus, a servant in my household, will inherit all my wealth. You have given me no descendants of my own, so one of my servants will be my heir. Then the Lord said to him, No, your servant will not be your heir, for you will have a son of your own who will be your heir. Then the Lord took Abram outside and said to him, Look up into the sky. So he takes him <clears throat> he takes him out and he says, Look up into the sky and count the stars if you can. That's how many descendants you will have. That is incredible. It says, And Abram believed the Lord, and the Lord counted him as righteous because of his faith. Then the Lord told him, I am the Lord who brought you out of your of the Chaldeans to give you this land as your possession. But Abram replied, O sovereign Lord, how can I be sure that I will actually possess it? The Lord told him, Bring me a three-year-old heifer, a three-year-old female goat, a three-year-old ram, a turtle dove, and a young pigeon. So Abram presented all of these to him and killed them. Then he cut each animal down the middle and laid the halves side by side. He did not, however, cut the birds in half. Some vultures swooped down to eat the carcasses, but Abram chased them away. So, now I don't know if, if you know this passage, if you've read it before, but I love this passage in Scripture. I think we all, in some way, love hearing good, encouraging stories, right? We like watching good movies that make us feel good inside. You know, those funny movies, they make us laugh. And we love opening up our Bibles and reading about God, how God has blessed people, I think in some way when we read this, we feel encouraged like, well, if God can do that for this guy, then he can do that for me. 
I don't know about you, but that's kind of how when I read stories like this about how he has taken Abram outside, it shows this great picture. You know, here Abram is and all he wants is a son. And God is showing up to him and saying, I want to bless you. And he says, well, God, you know, what good is your blessings if I don't have a son? He's honest with him. He's open with him about the desires that are deep in his heart. And he has this incredible moment with God. And then God takes it, at, you know, to the next step and says, well, the, you know, this is what you want. I'm going to bless you not just with one son, but many. Look at the stars. That's how many. You can't even count, right? I mean, this is a great, inspiring moment that we read here in Genesis about how God's favor and his anointing was on Abram. Today, I want to take a look at a different part in this scripture uh, that, that a lot of times we skip over or we read past because we're so encouraged, right? We feel good about this part that we tend to skip over the other parts. So I want to start in, uh, go back to verse 9 through 11. Or not 9 through 11, sorry, verse 11. It says, some vultures swooped down to eat the carcasses, but Abram chased them away. So we read about this whole thing that happened. He's getting ready to be, you know, he has the blessing of God over him. He knows that he's going to be about to be given a son and many sons after that. All the desires that he has are, are going to come true for him. God is with him. And then so he, he goes and he listens to God. He has faith in him. And he says, okay, God, I'm going to do what you called me to do. I'm going to set this sacrifice aside. So he builds this sacrifice and he does it to the T. I mean, he does exactly what God is telling him to do. And he sets it up. And then all of a sudden, these vultures come down and try to eat away from the carcasses of, of his sacrifice. They're trying to eat his sacrifice. It's crazy. I mean, I'd be pretty mad. I'm like, I did all this work. Because you know that's got to be a lot of work going through not just one animal, but a couple and cut in certain different ways. You know, he's going through preparing all this and it's probably hot. You know, who knows what time of day it is or maybe it's cold. I don't know. But he's doing all of this and then these crazy vultures come out of nowhere. I mean, I'd be pretty irritated. When I was reading this, I begin to uh, remember a story in my life um, when I was a kid. And it, I actually, it's funny because I had not thought about this story in a really long time. And when I read this, immediately I was brought back to when I think I was about five. And my mom knows this story really well. But she would take me with her all the time to go to CalFit. And she'd go work out and she'd drop me off at like the daycare, the nursery, whatever it was. And I loved it there. It was so much fun because every time I went there, they had this awesome kitchen set that was set up in, like, they had different areas that you could play, you know, and stuff before coronavirus, obviously. <laughs> and it was so much fun. So I'd go, and I knew exactly what I was going to do. I'd go straight to that kitchen set, and I would set it all up to the way I wanted it to be set up. I was excited, and it would take me a while. I liked things a certain way. So I'd go over there, you know, and I'd get ready to cook. It was all ready for me. And there was this little boy, his name was Jesse. He would come out of nowhere, and he would always wait until after I was done setting everything up. And he'd come around the corner, and I could see him hiding, and he'd have his toy gun. And he'd come, ah, you know, running out. And he would start knocking everything over, pushing over the stuff, you know, knocking things out of my hands. And I was so upset. I would cry. I would get really, really upset. And he did this every single time, over and over again. It was the most frustrating thing ever. After all this work that I had done, you know, I was ready to play. And this kid would just tear it up. So 
swear, he was like a miniature Brandon. That's something Brandon, my husband, would totally do. But going back to the story, one time I had enough. I knew that it was going to happen. I knew he'd be waiting around the corner, you know, with his toy gun. He was ready to just jump in and tear everything apart. So I'm, you know, setting everything up and, you know, trying to play it off. Like, like you know, I didn't know that he was there. And from the corner, I see him coming. And I turn around and I'm like, ah! And I take off after him and I grab him by his little arms because he was pretty little. And I don't know how little I was, but I'm guaranteeing I was small too. But I was very angry. I had, I had some anger issues as a kid, a very big temper for a little person. I still do. You guys don't know about that. But now you do. So I grab him by his little arms and I start spinning him around the room. I mean, in circles. You know those fun times? Well, uh, this wasn't going to be a fun time. I spin, spun him around several times and then I let him go. And he flew into the wall and he got hurt and he cried. And it was a good day. He never messed with me again. I had to chase him away. Now, I share this with you because just like he would come and show up and mess everything up, the enemy comes like a thief to steal and rob you of the blessings that God has given you. We sometimes get upset, you know, just like I did, just like Abram probably was annoyed, you know, that these vultures were trying to come in and take. We get upset. We think things like, you know, I've been cheated. I've been stolen from. Where's my blessing? You know, why is all this happening to me? I see this, this, and this happening for that person. What about me? What about my blessings that God promised me? When is it going to be my turn? Now, maybe you're thinking these things. Maybe, you know, those thoughts of, have I been cheated? Well, I want you to consider this. Have you really been cheated? Have you really been stolen from? Or do you... Do you feel like, you know, maybe you were skipped over? Like, you know, God just kind of forgot about you? I know that there's been so many times in my life, I, I can tell you countless moments where I have cried out to God and I felt completely forgotten about. I wondered, God, when is it going to be my turn? Why is it every time I feel like you speak something to me, it gets taken away? And all of a sudden, everything is down in the dumps. It's frustrating. It's hard. But I believe that a lot of times when we get upset, we, turn to, we tend to turn it on God and say, you know what? It's you. You're skipping over me. You've forgotten about me. You know, we do this blame thing. But many times, we're the ones that allow the enemy to come in and take what was given to us. That's a hard truth, but this is something that God was speaking to me. Have you really been cheated or have you been allowing the enemy to come in like a vulture and take away of what I have given you? I had to evaluate my life. I had to really reflect and ask God, God, is that me? Have I been allowing, you know, circumstances, people, stuff get in the way and take of what you've given me? It's easy to play the victim and say, why me, right? It's so easy to get caught up in that mentality. I love that this scripture, it says that vultures came to try to eat the sacrifice that Abram had put out. 
He set this whole thing up, and they come down and try to eat the, eat the sacrifice. I was reading about vultures. I was looking up about them, and one of the things that you have to know is that vultures cannot come and scoop up their prey in one big swoop, okay? It doesn't take like a quick second. They're here, and you're, you're, the sacrifice is gone. They actually, they're known because they have weak legs and weak feet, so instead of coming down in one big swoop, they come and they eat bite after bite after bite until they engorge themselves. And then they fly back to their nest and they puke it up for their babies. And I begin to think about this, how funny that God, you know, in the scripture, it's talking about these vultures. Out of any other bird, it talks about vultures. Man, that, that really sounds like how the enemy works, right? He doesn't come in and just take all things in one Big second, a lot of times he sneaks in little by little, taking nibble after nibble out of our life. And then all of a sudden, we, we wonder where everything went. Where did everything go to? It was here just a second ago. I felt like God spoke that to me. That word, you know, just a couple of months ago, I felt like God had put in, in that pastor's, you know, heart to speak to me. It was for me. That was my word. That was my moment. Where did it go? What, what happened? What happens is the enemy comes in like a thief, like a vulture, and he nibbles away because we allow it, you know, we allow our circumstance, our, our storms to get in the way and to cloud us and bring fear and corruption, which takes away of the joy that God has placed in our heart when he gives us that blessing. God spoke a blessing to Abram. He said, I'm not just going to give you what you desire, but I'm going to give you beyond what you desire. Look in the sky. Do you not see these stars? Can you count them? There is no way that we could ever count the amount of the stars. That's how much I want to bless you. I believe that God wants to bless our lives in a way that we cannot even fathom. But that doesn't mean that the enemy is not going to be prepared waiting to come in and nibble away through your circumstances. He's got great timing. He knows just when to come in and take away from what you've just received. There comes a time, I believe, I wrote this, you know, in, in my iPad as I was studying this, I kept writing different notes of what God was speaking to me and, and I really felt impressed that there comes a time in each one of our lives when the vultures will come and try to take away what we have. We need to be ready and alert just like Abram was. Abram, it says that Abram stayed there with the sacrifice. He slept there until that sacrifice was burnt up and it was no more. He was waiting for God to show up. He was not going to leave because he knew what his blessing was. The promise that God spoke over his life, over his children's life, his children's children's life, he was grabbing hold of that and he was not going to let it go. He knew that the only thing, the only requirement, the only thing that God asked of him was to bring a sacrifice. That blessing was his. He, brought, he brings this, this sacrifice to God. And he says, I'm not going to let this go. I'm going to guard it with my life. I'm going to sleep here. No matter what the weather is, no matter how long it takes, I'm going to stay here and wait for God to show up. I will not allow the enemy to come in and take what I am giving. Abram comes to receive. He does not come to be taken from. 
Who in your life or what in your life have you allowed to take from the blessings that God has given you? This is our time to reflect. As we're going through this, as you're reading this, and I believe as God's stirring in your heart, this is the time to reflect. When the Lord came to Abram in the beginning of this passage, Abram knew exactly what he wanted. He knew his greatest blessing, his greatest desire was a son. He was willing to stay and wait for God to show up, chasing away these vultures, running after them who knows how many times. I mean, I guarantee it wasn't just once. It had to have been several times because they knew what was there. They were going to keep coming until they could get a bite. It's hard because a lot of times we get punched after punch after punch and we keep doing this and then all of a sudden we're weak and we're tired, we're exhausted. We've been doing this for so long that we say, whatever, okay, I'm done, I'm tired. We get a hit in here and there, a bite in here and there, and then all of a sudden we're left empty-handed. What happened? When we take our eyes off of what God has given us, even if just for a minute, it's the exact same as leaving a door cracked open for somebody to walk in and take what was ours. It's time to claim what God has given us. It's time to step in and say, no more. I'm not going to allow the enemy, like a vulture, like a thief, to come into my life and take what was mine. This blessing was mine. God spoke it to me. I believe it. I know it to be true because he said it. So because of that, we have full authority that God has given us. We have the empowerment and the faith to be able to take hold of that. And when we begin to speak out loud the truth, God's word, and what he speaks in there, we, when we speak that out loud, something happens. It is the exact same as walking in to the enemy's camp and taking back what was ours. Just as he can come in and try to take what's ours, we can do the same thing. So it's time to reflect. Where are you today? Have you been allowing from him? Have you been allowing him to come in and take what was given you? Have you been allowing people in your life to take away from your joy, from your faith? Have you been allowing, you know, maybe that gossip that you've been caught up in to take away from the truth that God is trying to speak to you? Maybe he's trying to use you and to speak out truth, but instead the enemy's taken away from that and using you to speak false. Have you been allowing that, that, that circumstance, that situation, you know, maybe this virus, this pandemic has been just overcoming your life. Have you been allowing it to take away your faith for a better future. What in your life has been given to you as a blessing? What brings you the most joy? I believe that is the blessing. The things in our life, faith, you know, all of these things, these are blessings from God. What in your life are you allowing to be taken from? We can't, we can't continue this way. We can't continue to go on letting him take what was never his. 
Abram was alert and ready. He was not going to let a single vulture near his offering. He came to receive. He didn't get come come to he didn't go there to get taken from. So when you feel all your hope is gone, all the joy that has been taken out of you, you feel you've been robbed of your blessings that you know that God spoke in that moment, that is when you need to declare truth. I want to go to uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 8 through 9. It says, we are pressed on every side by troubles, but we are not crushed. We are perplexed, but not driven to despair. We are hunted down, but never abandoned by God. We get knocked down, but we are not destroyed. So in those moments of defeat, it is in that moment that we need to speak out God's truth. Just like this scripture, this passage. I love this passage. I wrote it in a a prayer uh, for myself. It says, I wrote down, when we begin to speak out loud God's word, we are literally stepping out into the face of the enemy and taking back what is ours. We're declaring God's truth and his anointing over our lives. I will not allow anything or anyone to come and steal what God has given me. I may be pressed down. I may be shaken up and stirred and thrown from left to right. But I believe that I am never abandoned, just like his word says right here. I am never abandoned by my God, and I will not be destroyed. That is a promise from God. When we declare his truth over our lives, there is nothing that can take away. That blessing is yours. You are holding on to God's promises by speaking that out loud. You are holding on. You are staying there until God shows up. You're expecting him to move in the way he promised to move. God's word in the face of vultures has the power to drive them away. God's word in the face of defeat has the power to bring back and restore your life. If we press in harder in those times with God, through prayer, through reading, you know, scripture, through the challenges, we will make it through the night until the morning. Abram made it through the night. We don't know all that he went through. It just talks about the vultures, but I, but I guarantee it was a rough time sleeping out there. I mean, it probably wasn't comfortable. He made it through that night. When we declare God's truth, when we begin to pray, intercede, seek after what what God has for us, we can make it through the night until his morning. Lamentations 3.23, it says, Great is his faithfulness. His mercies begin afresh each morning. See, we may be in a battle today. We may have given in to the vultures and have been stolen from. We may have lost today, okay? But his mercies are fresh. They're new every morning. Great is his faithfulness. I want to encourage us all. Let's make a switch. No more are we going to be unprepared, unguarded, waiting here with, with what God has for us and just, just to, for it to be taken away in, in, in a couple of bites here and there. I want to be ready. I want to be prayed up in God's word. I want to encourage you today. If you're here and you have allowed the enemy to come in and take what was given to you, you feel like all your hope has been gone, this is your time to say, God, I want to take back 
I want, I want to go back to that moment when you spoke that word over my life. When you told me that promise that was between you and I. God, restore that in my life again. Restore that in my life again. Or maybe you're here today and you're saying, you know, I don't have a relationship with God. This whole thing that you're talking to me, this is all new. But man, I do feel like I'm alone in this. I do feel like I've been going through, you know, just this heaviness for too long. And I've been waiting for something good to happen, but it hasn't happened. I've been wondering, when is it my turn? This is your time. God's word is for everyone. God's love is for everyone. God's promises and his truth is for everyone. If we come to him with an honest heart and we say, God, my desire is you. My desire is to push on through the battle, but I need your help. I guarantee that he will see you through the night. I want to pray for you today. God, as we come to you today, as we come to you with an open heart, honest before you, we need your presence in our life. We need your guidance with us throughout this week, God, just to, to get us through the day. Lord, I pray right now for every heart that is open to you right now. God, for every heart that is saying, I need you in my life, help me. Help me to get through this. Help me to stop allowing the enemy to come in, whether it's through a person or through stuff or my circumstance, to, to stop allowing him to come in and take what you are wanting to give me. God, I open myself to you. I open my heart to you and I say, have your way. Be my strength. Help me to make it through the night because you and your mercies are new every day. Great is your faithfulness. I will not be destroyed. I will not be shaken. In your name we pray. Amen. I told you it was encouraging. I told you that God had something special to speak to you right now, wherever you're at, whatever situation you're going in. And I hope that you received that. So earlier in our service, I told you that I was going to come back after the message and I was going to encourage you to take a step of faith. And here it is. I want you to respond, whatever platform you're joining us in. If you're watching on Facebook, watching on YouTube, you're listening to the podcast, wherever you're at, however you're listening, I want you to do something bold. I want you to, to go on. I want you to comment below. I want you to respond by saying, I'm in. And what that means is this, you're saying, I've had promises, things spoken over my life, and some of them I may not even be fully aware of, but I'm tired of allowing God's promises in my life, the promises that He spoke over my life, promises, you know, to, to for good, promises that, you know, that He loves us, that He's never gonna forsake us, He's never gonna leave us. I mean, there are so many promises that God has for you that you may not even be aware of, but here's the deal. So many of us, we allow, like my wife shared, we allow life, we allow our enemy, we allow other people to take these things from us. What does that look like? You'll never be anything. You'll never do anything. You know, there it could be from statements, it could be, I mean, you name it, you know, we've all lived it, right? We know what it's like to, to feel like parts of us 
things that we've been believing for have been taken. And right now, again, we're asking you to do something bold. We're asking you to respond to this message by commenting, by, by interacting and saying, I'm in. I am now going to step out in faith. I'm going to believe for the promises that God spoke over my life. And I'm not going to allow situations in life to steal my joy. I'm not going to allow situations in life or maybe even people. Maybe, I mean, some of us, you know, we get hurt so badly because the people that we care for most also, that's just a, a fact of relationships. The people we care and love most have the greatest opportunity to hurt us also. Some of us, we've been damaged by, by people that, that we love. And what we're doing is we're responding and saying, God, this is my way of stepping forward and saying, no matter what life comes my way, I want to stand in the promises that you spoke over me. I want to be on guard and I want to love other people, but I am not going to let anything come between me and you. I'm not going to allow anything to come between me and those promises that you spoke over my life. You know, I mean, Abram, he was on guard. He had to run and chase the birds off. And, and some of us, we need to activate our faith. We need to activate our lives. And, and stand up for those promises that, that God has spoken over us. So obviously, we want to do it in love. We're to love God and love other people. But that also doesn't mean that we need to just sit back and be a doormat and get walked over and see our hopes and our dreams taken from us. We need to stand up. We need to stand in confidence, stand in boldness, and walk in the faith and love that God has given us. So, at this point in our service, Again, I'm encouraging you, step out in faith, respond, say, I am in, I'm doing this, right? If you're really in, you say, I'm all about it, let's go. Right now, we're going to give an opportunity if you'd like to give. If you've been encouraged today, you know, I mean, we are actively uh, doing everything we can to encourage other people. If you'd like to give to help support that work, if you'd like to give because God has blessed you in incredible ways. We've got some easy ways to do that. You can text the amount you like to give to the number 84321. You can go to our website at clcgridley.org and you can click the Give tab and give there. And every bit of what comes in goes to further the work of the gospel. So I'm gonna pray and we've got a couple quick announcements and then we are done. So let's pray. Jesus, right now we come to you. God, and we thank you. God, we thank you that you have blessed us. God, and a statement we use often is, we have been blessed to be a blessing. God, so as we give of, of our resources, as we give of what you've given us, God, I pray that you would bless us. God, help us to be people of promise. God, that we wouldn't walk through life receiving. God, but we would walk through life giving out as well. God, being a blessing, Lord, because of how much you've blessed us. In your holy name we pray, amen. So. Before you go, we've got, some, uh, we've got some links we'd love to encourage you to check out. We've got our Spotify worship playlist. Check that out. We've got our kid service uh, you know, video that, that your kids will be encouraged. I mean, just like you've been spoken to and God's spoken to your heart, your kids, they need to hear about Jesus and they need to hear about what God is doing in their life as well. We've got some uh, kid service there that will, uh, will entertain them, but also they'll get some biblical truth there as well. We've got several other links. Check those out. Don't forget to respond, interact. Let's put what we've heard into action in our life. Church, we will see you 
next week here on Christian Life Online.